I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. Mind with that hip swing, that seemed to make a huge difference on how certainly males perceived um, female dancers. We kind of found the same thing with, with the males, but the males, it was very much more limited around kind of head, shoulder, neck, and all this kind of stuff. And again, too much action is, is too much. So if the arms are being flung around, the head's flinging around, you know, that's not a good move. And again, if, if, if the arms and the head and the shoulders are doing nothing, that's really bad. So there's clearly a kind of an optimum level at which, you know, below a certain level and you look robotic, you're, you're kind of dad dancing, you know what I mean? Above a certain level, you look mad and crazy uh, and you're possibly on drugs. But, you know, but that medium <laughs> level seems to, be the, seems to be the level that most people kind, kind of go for. And just in terms of like a dance form or dance style as in, you know, is yeah. there any particular dancing that we find more attractive than, than something else? That's an interesting question because what we deliberately kept away from in our studies is any kind of cultural background or cultural differences. I mean, if you think about traditional Irish dancing, for example, the legs are doing all the work and everything else is pretty rigid, isn't it? That That's a very specific kind of cultural type of dance. And even within that, even though everybody's doing exactly the same moves and exactly the same pattern, if you see a line of Irish dancers and they're ranged in ability, the good ones really stand out. Do you know what I mean? So even mm. within that kind of very limited kind of cultural kind of technique, some people stand out as being better than, than others. There's clearly a kind of a cultural influence because some cultures have certain ways of moving. They have certain dance moves that are kind of you know, within the culture and people doing different things to that look a bit odd. So we, we deliberately kept away from that. We used music, which was just a drumbeat. So it took all the kind of, you know, other complicating elements out of it. We just got people to dance to a very, very basic rhythm. What we have done, though, we've got people from different cultures to have a look at our dancers. And people from kind of Germany and Brazil had a look. They were in agreement that a, a good dancer, somebody who's moving well to the rhythm, and they're using these kind of limb uh, movements, which aren't too exaggerated. Whatever culture you, you come from, they all seem to be a good dancer. Now, of course, then, you know, if you look at specific 
different uh, local types of dancers, you might get some weird things happening. But and, and culture, of course, plays a big role here. But we, we've tried to keep out of that because it is a very complicated thing to think about so far. Um, Cormac, you've loads of time until your wedding uh, get, to, to get started. Uh, get a good um, strength training, core training, exercise program going. And yeah. we'll, fingers crossed, be able to pull this one out of the bag. Um, but listen, there you go. I hope that that has provided some useful information if you're listening now. And if and when... Again, if and when we ever get to dance again, there's some uh, gems and nuggets of information in there from uh, Professor Nick Neve. Uh, is there anywhere online, uh, Professor, before we let you go, the best place to find you and your work and what you're doing? Um, I'm just at the University of Northumbria and the kind of staff pages there list the kind of things that we're doing. So I'll be honest, we haven't been doing much lately because we can't get any people in to do any dancing it's oh, been God, very yeah. sad, but uh, we <laughs> no, we've. I mean, our 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 lab's been been closed now since since March. We've had nobody in, but I think when we open the door, we'll be flooded with volunteers desperate to uh, to have a oh, dance and meet other people. Hopefully, a hundred percent. You won't have any shortage of people trying just trying anything uh, again when we we get out of this. But listen, uh, Professor Nick Neve over at the Department of Psychology over in uh, Northumbria. Thanks a million for popping on. Massive pleasure. Thank you very much indeed. Anytime, uh, anytime at all. On the way next, how would you like to get yourself a €1,000 Liffey Valley gift card at F104's Christmas Cracker with Liffey Valley? Uh, you've been listening out for the clues all day. The final clue to try and figure out what Christmas item we're talking about is on the way next. And we might even give the rest of them throughout the day. But you need this clue to have a guess and try and win yourself a €1,000 Liffey Valley Shopping Centre gift card. That's on the way next here on f FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalong. More fascinated with the girl with the blonde hair and her hair was floating. Mm. I just thought it was very cool. So they're just floating around. I was like, that's it's mad. Handy out life, the four luckiest people in the world who now don't have to self-isolate. Yeah. Well, they technically will be self-isolating in the International Space Station. I did feel that they couldn't breathe properly. What do you mean? I just felt they were struggling to breathe and it really upset me watching them. I'm sure they're perfectly fine, but it just... From the outside in, it looked stressful. Yeah, now, um, so that's obviously SpaceX and that's owned by... Um... Oh, how do I not know this? I do know this. This is an easy one. Elon Musk. There you go. Yeah. Ding, ding, correct and right. Uh, it's eccentric billionaire Elon Musk, who's got a new nickname. Um, his new nickname is Space Karen. Space Karen. Space Karen, yeah. Uh, this is after he went on uh, a bit of a, a, twit, a tweet storm giving out about COVID-19 uh, fast track tests. So he, he claimed that he got four tests done. Two came back positive, two came back negative, And he started oh. going on a big rant about... Uh, a bit of a Karen rant about the world and now he's been dubbed Space Karen. People have been photoshopping blonde bobs onto his head. No, just, they haven't. Yeah, they have. Yeah, so he's now he is now known as uh, Space Karen. Uh, so if you ever if you ever bump into Elon, just know that that's his new name. He likes to be called by uh, his new name, Space Karen. So um, that's what happened after he kind of went on a little bit of a... That is brilliant. <laughs> a little bit of a, a rant and a rave the other day. He's done that a few times and been called out on it because although he's a smart, he's a bit of a genius in some regards, he's a bit of an idiot in other ways. Um, so as we mentioned earlier on, uh, Instagram have destroyed their own layout, 
right? They've destroyed their own app. They've moved the notifications button to where it's handy, right by your thumb, to the other side of the screen. The button that you use to create and post something has now moved as well. But they've um, introduced a new thing called Instagram Guides for everyone. So if you're a content creator or a blogger, you can kind of put blog posts directly on your Instagram. I saw there. that, yeah. So I don't know if that's going to be... I mean, Instagram is just there for pictures of your abs, your chest and your hoops. Exactly. So you we don't need, need to go shopping and we don't need all these extra features, to well, be honest. would you not as a... Uh, like if you're looking at a girl's outfit that you like would you not like to have the clothes within the app that you don't have to go searching through Aware or yeah okay fair enough fair enough yeah it would be cool handy dudes. It, yeah I guess so but I'd want it to be as easy as that I see the girl the whole outfit details are there from different shops because they're usually not the same shop that they're getting all their outfits you know their shoes mm, yeah. are different to the top and whatever so if they have that all broken down, you can buy this outfit here and everything is lined up for me. Well, then do I don't think they can. So that's the thing. Like, um, well, Anyway, that has been launched, a new shopping thing. They're trying to force you to use the shopping thing by tricking you into instead of your automatic habit of looking for your uh, likes and your notifications has now been replaced with the little shopping bag icon. So that has been uh, released the last couple of days on Instagram. As well as that, Twitter, the most unused platform in the world right I, I should say unused it, it is not even in the top 10 amount of it's not it's not in the top 10 of biggest social media platforms in the world really so it is like the 14th according to the monthly active users it only has like 300 million monthly active users in the world uh, facebook still the most with a one point something billion uh youtube snapchat instagram all has way more right it's up because it's so negative i think so it's a cesspit of bs yeah and the thing about it is twitter is used by so few people but it's always so I, was, I, was tw- I was actually tweeting this on twitter earlier on somebody should do some sort of nerdy academic research paper into how much more media coverage tweets get in comparison to everyone else because you ever hear like people exploded on Twitter last night and you're like so what no one yeah. cares Twitter no one uses Twitter but, but it sets the news agenda uh, and it sets everyone else's like articles online here's the reaction from Twitter and you're like I don't, I don't no care no one cares yeah. no one cares you're only taking a tiny subsample of angry people to say everyone was outraged by this no no they weren't just they weren't. Karen was just Karen and her 700 Twitter accounts anyway the reason I bring up Twitter is because they have also launched a new feature called fleets which I presume is taken from the word like or the phrase fleeting thought oh yeah so they have copied Instagram who have copied Snapchat in having messages that disappear after 24 hours so I just it's don't like, like stories that why what do you mean well I don't even like the stories that do I don't like that feature on Instagram anyway well I think it's good because there's another big problem of having a written record of everything you've ever said or thought for your entire life because we all say some dumb things and if there we was do a, if there was a catalogue uh, of everything you've ever said no nah. so I, li- I like the fact that it disappears after well it doesn't so really because is- it's in your archive is it? yeah you can go on to you know the three dots if you click on them and go to archive you can is literally it? go back to all your stories oh yeah? well at least no one else can so it's just for you you know so, so someone can't traipse through years and years and years of your Instagram posts and kind of go well you said this was before you know? yeah true kind of more natural uh, I think but anyway I don't know if anyone likes that one I know most people don't use Twitter it's no it's a really well the people still app. do they have it for a bit of gossip and they like a little bit of negativity now and again people in the media just use it and then quote retweet each other all the time are like oh my god it's amazing anyway uh, that is out if you're on Twitter they have a new thing called fleets where you can upload something and then it's it's pretty much stories 
um, Instagram stories and Snapchat stories. It's kind of like that. And it's images and videos as well. So they're just all copying each other now. But anyway, that that has happened. Now, uh, this is kind of interesting and a little bit weird, but would you wear fungus? F- fungus. Would you wear clothes made out of fungus? No. Would anyone? Uh, turns out that, you know the way we're all getting real woke and super, cons- uh, I should say, conservationist and environmental. And yeah, like, there's ah, ah, ah. a lot of bloggers going around reusing clothes, buying yeah. secondhand clothes, not buying brand new clothes anymore, not doing fast fashion, which I totally agree with. I think that's it's a good idea. No, I think more fast fashion, the sooner the better we go extinct on this planet, the better the planet and the animals actually have to survive. If you really cared about the planet, and the animals we would just continue with this train don't fight it we would just put the foot to the floor and go off the side of that cliff and go we had our fun we've wrecked the place now it's time to leave anyway Mm. uh, so uh, John Legend and Natalie Portman I love Natalie Portman they've formed a consortium and they're trying to and they've just secured a serious amount of money they secured about 45 million euro in funding and investment for a new company that makes it's like fake leather it makes leather jackets belts shoes wallets out of fungus I mean I'd be intrigued to see these products but dear god fungus would it not smell like absolute I'm sure I'm sure it doesn't I'm sure they've treated it in a way and they're not this company that is doing it isn't actually the first company that uh, is using fungus as a would you like a fungus wallet Uh, no I wouldn't (laughs) I'll just be honest I'd just be like no I, I suppose maybe we have to be re-educated on exactly what it is for me it's just the word fungus they need to change the word to like mycelial wallets or something organic. more organic organic cellular based fungi <laughs> why do you have this because he's a fun guy uh, no it just fungus I think you just think of the like I spent all weekend cleaning the mould off the bathroom ceiling that's disgusting that's what I think of when I hear fungus yeah so I know same change it up anyway Apparently the clothes, the, the line of clothing has been, they've secured a deal with a few top branded retailers. They haven't said who, but they've secured 45 million. They're now going to start rolling this out a little bit more globally around the world. And you could be wearing fungus made clothes sooner rather than wow. later. Wow. Now that is interesting. I did have fungus cheese today. Oh, you did? I did actually yeah, have better that. Better outside than in, I suppose. True. Um, so the company is called Mycoworks. And they are making um, clothes out of fungus instead of leather. It just you know, might need a little bit of a rebrand, but sure, look. Uh, other news which I found incredibly interesting as well, right? You know the way mindfulness has become the kind of hot thing? Yeah, if you get up at 5am and you do 10 minutes of mindfulness yoga thing, I don't know what the hell they do. Mm. And then you have your breakfast, go for a walk, listen to a positive podcast and then come home and do your work. So mindfulness has... Exploded in popularity, a lot of people are using it. Yep. Some studies have come out showing it's actually out of all the psychobabble pseudoscience BS, mindfulness might have some positive benefits to it. Anyway, there's another research. Again, it's still very new, so we're still learning all about this mindfulness stuff. I just hate the uh, aggressive yoga type people who force it down your neck. You know, it's very cultish. Yeah. Um, and it's funny because a new study has just come out showing that mindfulness, people who practice mindfulness, don't cope with stress any better. Than people that don't. That's horrific. There's people getting up at 5 a.m. to do this because they think it's good. And it's funny you mentioned if you think it's good. Now I should clarify. Turns out that the if you even if you practice mindfulness 
when you're trying to do, let's say, a stressful task, or if you're going up to give a speech mm. and you have a fear of public speaking and you're using mindfulness, right? Turns out that if you have a fear of public speaking or you're stressed about a pub- public sp- speech you have to do or presentation you have to do, there is biological signs of stress in your body. So your cortisol level goes up, your heart rate goes up, the ha- your, your heart beats harder and faster mm. and you have different hormonal levels. Turns out that practicing mindfulness doesn't change any of those at all. It changes the person's perception of their stress. So it's like that whole thing where you think you're feeling better because you've taken a tablet of some sort that's meant to cure you, but it's actually nothing. It's like a placebo effect type thing. The the mindfulness doesn't do anything to the biological markers of stress. And that's what kind of what stress is. You're feeling crap. Sometimes obviously your mind can race as well, but the, the feeling of stress, the biological feeling of stress, high blood pressure, an increased heart rate, all of those things, mindfulness doesn't tend to, uh, doesn't tend to help according to this study. And it turns out that even with the small things and, you know, small little tasks to the big tasks, people who practice it don't, change the underlying stress response that they have they just perceive it as being slightly better so they're like oh no no it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't too bad um oh, that's so weird yeah yeah a little bit i just want to see where it said uh mindfulness does here's what it's, it's taken from the study mindfulness does have benefits but appears to be limited in what it can accomplish while people are actively engaged in stressful tasks like taking a test giving a speech or sitting for a job interview instead being mindful may only benefit people's perception of their stress experience after it has ended. Oh, so basically it would do the same as it was going to do anyway. Basically, you're still going to be stressed, but afterwards you just take a more positive outlook on it. Oh, it was too bad. It was fine. Because you did your mindfulness. Oh, no, it was fine. Mindfulness. And now I'm wearing my Lulu melon pants and I'm going to do a Zoom call. I can't. So not there you go. for those people. So don't be worrying about if you think that, you know, you're missing out on something because everyone's now doing mindfulness now and your company is bringing mindfulness in. You're like, we have to do this to care. Uh, and listen, fair enough, if you get some benefit out of it, happy days. But turns out that for those type of tasks, right, for those immediate stressful tasks, taking a test, doing a job interview, giving a public speech, you're yeah, if you do do mindfulness, according to this study anyway, you are still feeling stressed. It's not making an impact on your blood pressure or your heart rate or certain cortisol levels and different biological markers of stress. So you're still going to be stressed. You're just going to enjoy the stress a little more. Now, if they decided to to come out with a study saying that fruit and veg actually does nothing, it doesn't benefit you in any way, you haven't, um, you know, gotten your blood pressure down or your cholesterol even down, would you stop eating it? I I would, yeah. But we know that it does have positive benefits. Do we, though? Can, it, it does, yeah, we do, yeah. Damn. Yeah. There's, there's positive good things in fruit and veg. But there's also positive good things in chocolate. And ice cream. And chips. Yeah, there you go. Well, no. kind of. Not really. <laughs> yeah, if you're happiness. underweight, it's great to eat chips. <laughs> yeah. So the fad that your co-worker is currently going on about, you should try mindfulness. Tell him to don't. go shove it because you don't, actually. You're perfectly fine the way you are. Yeah. Never change. No different to them, really. They just think they experience something a little bit better after the stress. It's like getting burnt by an iron and they kind of say, oh, it was fine. You were both burnt by an iron. Yeah. It's still the same response physically and biologically. That is madness. Yeah. It's just we like to think, you know, it's it's like when you've paid a lot of money for something, you're going to convince yourself it works. Yeah, yeah. It's that kind of thing, isn't it? So I spent four grand on this course. No, it's it's really helping. Yeah, I think um, it's definitely changing my uh, mindset. Oh, it's definitely so good. Like it's not good at all. Hang on to your money. Um, you know. So there you go. Because some people like it. Fair enough. But you don't have to be dragged into the cult of mindfulness. It's fine.
don't worry about it. Uh, anyway, that is uh, Control Alt Delete for this week. If you want us to mention anything or you, you spot a story we should cover, let us know. 0876797104. Lewis Capaldi, hold me while you wait on the way next here. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. Uh, your ears do not deceive you. It is the FM 104 Dick Run, all in aid of Movember. So every single day here on Room 104, we're going to be running a Dick Run. It's very easy. It is a run. doesn't matter the distance. It's a run in the shape of a willy that you post online, tag three of your mates, and challenge them to do it as well. And it's all to try and raise as much awareness and funds for uh, Movember Ireland as well. Yes, yeah, so all you got to do is basically get out of your house in your 5K... Go anywhere you want. It doesn't matter what road, what field, what park you go to. Run in the shape of a willy. It can be a limp dick. It can be a hard dick. It can be a small one, a thick one, whatever you want. One ball, two balls. We don't really judge. No, no, no. doesn't matter at all. So it's not like a 3K or a 5K or no. a 10K. It can be Or 100- perfection. We don't look for perfection. No, you just got to get out and move. Because as we all know, running is torture. No one likes running. It's not fun. It's outside. It's cold. It's wet. It's miserable. But if you know that you're going out to run in the shape of a willy, I think you're going to enjoy that. You will. We have enjoyed it through the rain, through the snow. No, it hasn't snowed yet. But it's meant to snow soon. Stop, is it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't want to know that. So we'll have to run and do a snow, snow dick. <laughs> Snowdick, yeah. Right. So uh, if you want more information and if you're in a position to donate as well and you'd like to contribute to Men's Health for the month of November, fm104.ie forward slash dickrun will give you the link to do so. If you've done already and a lot of people have, thank you so much. We do appreciate it. Um, But yeah, it's literally that easy. It is that juvenile. It is that stupid. You run in the shape of a willy, you post it online and you tag a couple of your mates. Um, I got, uh, I did mine today. I got up over a a kilometre today. It was 1 point something, 1.3k down the Phoenix Park, which is a good place to do it in but uh, trees got in the way and they ruined my balls I saw that yeah so it was a tough break but listen I still got out did some you did you got out um, I am so annoyed that I don't live anywhere near a big park but where my mum lives is within my 5k so I might go to St Anne's Park tomorrow yep and do a nice long dick run oh lovely yeah definitely do it but listen get involved it's a bit of crack it's all for an incredibly worthy cause it's for Movember for Men's Mental Health and Physical Health Month as well so Movember look after testicular prostate mental health for men as well Uh, check out their website for details and information as well and we'll be doing this every single day and by the way every single day for Movember I have scouted and sourced a 10 kilometre dick run route oh did you? yep where? in the Phoenix Park and I'm going to be building up to that for the end of the month. So I'm going to, I'm saying it right now, so I'll definitely do it that way. I'm going to be doing this to try and, you know, obviously encourage more people to do it. 10k dick run. I would say a world's first. I can't wait to see that. I don't know if that's going to fit on the screen oh, of your phone. Now, see. have people stared at you while you're doing your dick runs? I see you look a little bit awkward if you're trying to... Sometimes do the you go, Yeah, you mm. kind of run through areas people generally wouldn't run. Like, why yeah. is you running through the middle of the pitch or why are you running... You know, there's usually tracks whether you're on a path or if you're running through a field there's usually a track there or a little bit beaten down bit yeah. of grass and stuff. So you're kind of like... Yeah, but you just got to get over that, you know? You just got to remember why you're doing it. It's a very good cause. Get over your fears. Get over your fears, get out and do a little bit of exercise. And remember, this is for an incredibly worthwhile cause. You can have a little bit of a fun with it and it's good a it's good conversation starter as well. And unfortunately, men will die six years younger than women. It's a bit of an awkward problem that we have here. But by doing this, by getting yourself checked, by improving your health, talking about men's health a little bit more, hopefully we'll be able to eradicate that gap between uh, men and women. So go do a dick run, let us know what the crack is 
and uh, yeah tag us use the hashtag FM104 hashtag FM104 Dick Run it's all in aid of Movember and it said there's information up on the website as well on the way next is your if you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery think again Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime even better this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment no maintenance required improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC for important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burroughs Memorial Day Sale at burrowcom slash ACAST. That's burrowcom slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Is your pet far more valuable in your life than you are? What do you think now when it comes to Susan? I don't know. That would be an interesting one. But I know a lot of people love their pets so much so that they'd sacrifice their own health, probably sacrifice your own money and your own health and your own time for your pet. But why do some people, even when their own uh, lives are at stake, ignore uh, their own illnesses ignore their own health advice because it's not in the best interests of their dog or their cat or their bird why do some people sacrifice themselves for their pets we're going to be chatting to Jennifer Applebaum next here on Room 104 FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Long uh, Saoirse, if there was a hurricane landing in Dublin tomorrow and you were told to evacuate but you couldn't bring your cat what would you do? I'd run. <laughs> you know I'd run as well. No, look, I love my cat, but I find this absolutely bizarre. If it was a child, even if it wasn't my own child, if it was anyone vulnerable, I would save them first. Like that would be my initial reaction. But when it comes to my cat, maybe I'd be different with a dog. I wouldn't think of her first. Is that terrible? It is terrible. You're a horrible, scummy human being. And no one's going to like you anymore. But listen, you're not in the minority of people. The majority of people would uh, do the same thing as you. But there is a minority of people who would stay behind, would, would risk and sacrifice their own health for the sake of their beloved pet or their cat or their dog. And to tell us more about this and why this is, and especially this is happening more now during the midst of the whole COVID pandemic as well, from at the University of Florida, 
And joining us now is Jennifer Applebaum. Jennifer, how are things? Hi, I'm I'm good. How are you? Are you a dog person or a cat person? Uh, well, I have both, um, but okay. I'm probably more of a dog person. Oh, we can be friends now. Come on in. It's, <laughs> we're all good now. Happy days. And um, can you tell us a little bit about this um, this research? This is rather interesting. Like, why did you do it, and what did you find from it? Sure. So um, I am generally interested in um, how pets are kind of um, how we relate to our pets, right? And so what what values we place on them, what um, what how we think of them in terms of a multi-species family, if you will. And so um, we know from research that there are um, relationships with pets vary, vary quite a bit, right? Um, but more and more frequently, people are considering their pets to really be family members. Um, and so I'm I was curious about what impact this might have given our kind of lack of a, a safety net for pets, um, like we, you know, generally have for humans. Um, but when we don't necessarily have um, something, you know, we, we don't have the kind of support or economic resources that allow us to protect our pets in in situations um, where we might be able we where we might not be available to be their primary caregivers um, like mm. in emergencies during evacuations um, like the you know a hurricane as as was mentioned or in specifically um, with respect to hospitalization um, during COVID-19. Is it that we view them as kind of nearly human like as part of our family because I was I told Cormac this a while ago that I was on a walk with a friend of mine and there was a man there with a dog and the dog just happened to get off the lead and run in front of a bus, right? So Mm -hmm. I just ran out, jumped out and tried to save him. I nearly Mm -hmm. got knocked down by a bus myself, but it was this kind of, (laughs) I can't let the dog die situation. But is it because we look at them as kind of nearly human? Um, I'm not sure it's necessarily that we think of them as human, right? We we don't have this um, misunderstanding that they're the same species as us. Um, but we do, there are hormonal factors, certainly, and this is not my area, so I don't want to speak out of um, my expertise. However, um, there is research that shows that, you know, we bond to them like we do with human children, right? We we have um, the same kind of hormonal reactions in some in some cases, hormonal responses, um, as, as we do uh, like a mother and a newborn baby would in pair bonding. Um, and so in some cases, I, I believe that they can be as important as as human family members to some to some people. So when you were, were looking at this research that you're doing, um, like, were you surprised by the amount of people that would sacrifice their or e- either risk their own health and delay their own treatment for the sake of a pet? No, <laughs> this didn't surprise me at all, actually. And I, I would expect um, that the frequency by which um, people are uh, would give this response um, is actually quite a bit higher than than what we found in our sample, um, and that is um, partially because our sample um, tends to be overrepresentative of. Um, higher socioeconomic status people, people with more resources. And um, I suspect that if we had more representation from people who have less social and economic resources, not as robust of a social network, 
um, are lower income, um, are disadvantaged in different ways, um, but still have that strong bond to their pet, that um, pets would become even more of a barrier to them, um, you know, seeking, in this case, seeking health care for, for COVID-19. So yeah, I'm not surprised at all. <laughs> This is what I found really interesting because it was saying that, you know, people, humans that have kind of strong human support systems will be Mm -hmm. like not delaying the COVID test and and so on. So is there something in that where pet owners that might sacrifice, you know, everything for their pet might be more lonely, not have as many friends or outlets? I think that's possible. Um, what I saw that more uh, as an indicator of is that those who, it, there, there might not be a difference in terms of how attached they are to their pet, um, but they, uh, the people with more social resources, with uh, higher levels of social support, who live with more uh, people are um, less concerned about who might take care of their pet if if they have to go into the hospital, for example. And so um, when someone has more resources in terms of social support um, and a social network and and maybe has a partner that they live with who, um, you know, probably wouldn't, hopefully, wouldn't also be hospitalized, um, then they uh, that mm. kind of burden of what would happen to their pet is is no longer a barrier to to you know seeking care. Is pet care in America expensive? I, I'm not too sure how yeah. expensive it is here, <laughs> but it, it is, is it? Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, I mean, it's uh, it varies quite a bit, of course, and it, you know it depends on on where where in the U.S. you live, and you know if you're in urban area versus rural, etc. But um, but it is pretty expensive, and so you know a hospital stay for COVID tends to be pretty lengthy. Um, and so if you wanted to put your dog, for example, into a boarding facility um, for the length of your stay for COVID treatment, um, then you're out, you know, thousands of dollars. And a lot of people can't just can't afford that. Yeah, you see, I don't know if I'd be willing to uh, pay for pet care like that, like childcare, <laughs> basically for your pet. You know, they need to be fed. <laughs> they yeah. need to be, uh, in the case of dogs, they need to be walked and, and you know, they, they can't, they can't sustain themselves, obviously, um, by, uh, by themselves, right? And so um, if you don't have a person or people to, to do the care in your absence, then you're relying on, you know, paying for services. Um, and so when, when resources are limited in that way, it really presents um, a real conundrum, essentially, in terms of how you um, prioritize yourself or your pet, right? Yeah, I think they just need to start bringing and allowing pets into the hospital with you and then job done. <laughs> I mean, that's a not, I mean, it, it is, it does sound kind of silly, right? But, um, and a little bit chaotic, um, but there, <laughs> there are some potential solutions um, like offering emergency boarding facilities that are publicly funded. Um, you know, that for people who don't have the resources um, and they need to enter the hospital, you know, having dog boarding facilities that are nearby or having a foster network program, those kind of things are are realistic, really, solutions. Um, They do take some some, uh, organization and some funding, but um, they're not not crazy in my mind. Yeah, I think cats are easier. I'm not going to lie, because you don't have to really get them minded all that often. You know, your neighbour can come in and feed them. They don't need to be walked or anything else. We had a cat growing up and it would half the time in the neighbours getting food off them anyway. T- cats don't care. You know what I mean? No, I think they, they just jump over the wall and go in and find food wherever they find food and uh, dogs might be slightly different and yeah, a little bit more expensive. But uh, Jennifer, listen, we appreciate you coming on and, and giving up your time here this evening and chatting to us um, about that. Is there a 
place people can find you or your work uh, online that you'd want to give a quick plug to before we wrap? Uh, sure. Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter. That's a pretty, pretty good place to find me. Um, I'm at J.W. Applebaum. Lovely. Well, listen, Jennifer Applebaum from the University of Florida. Thanks a million for speaking with us this evening and we will chat you again soon. Thanks so much for having me. This is great. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.